Welcome to The Wolf Den, episode three. We are so excited to be here with all of you. And we're going to start us off with our favorite segment, our only segment at the moment, <laughs> uh, which is what we are all bringing to the table. Uh, Lauren, please kick us off. Yeah. Okay. We're, I think we should each do a little intro when we when we start off because, you know, maybe people are picking up at episode three. They don't know who we are. So I'm Lauren. I am the oldest wolf and sibling. And when we go through each week, what we're bringing to the table, talk about something that's just of interest to us. So for me, I am very into fitness every day. I start my day with a class on Obey, spelled O-B-E. And this was something I was doing even pre-pandemic. I'm not a big gym worker outer to me. Working out is like my personal time when I get to just be alone with my thoughts. I don't want anyone else around me. And Obey offers an amazing array of classes that you can take live or on demand and anything from yoga, dance, cardio, Pilates, HIIT classes. I, I think, again, this is, this is a pretty like tried and true what I'm bringing to the table because I think anyone who knows me knows I could like sell Obey for them. <laughs> But what's so cool to me is like during the pandemic, a lot of people have caught on to obey. And so now they, I think, have just gotten an influx of cash and like built out a lot of great features that I thought they should have built a while ago, to be honest. Like my new favorite is that you can do a watch party and actually work out kind of with a friend, which I know is going against what I said in the beginning that I love working out by myself. But there is something where you can just like both be on mute and like kind of be together, but still very focused on yourself. So can't say enough good things about Obey. And clearly, clearly for you, if you're into something, you're very into something and and you can be an influencer. As we think about you influencing people, are there any particular instructors or classes that you highly recommend? That is a good question. Yes. Not like an interview question, to be honest, but here we are. (laughs) Okay, no, because I do have my go-tos. I love Eve for Yoga Sculpt. Love Evelyn on Instagram. I'm going to have to shout her out. And then Beth for yoga. I do her yoga every Sunday. She's like amazing breath work and it's just very centering. And so those are my go-tos. Um, I have a quick like, story. Like, once Rex, like I'm, I'm your girl. Tell your story. I have story. a quick story about, about our girl Evelyn. Two, three years ago at this point, I was working on Michelob Ultra and Michelob Ultra had a fit fest where basically it was a who's who in the fitness category. And it was meant to be essentially an influencer heaven where we invited all these different people. And I go into this yoga class, basically it was, it was wall to wall fitness classes and healthy food and uh, like different presentations on, on the health and fitness space, maybe 200 people. And so the whole team was there and I go into this yoga class, maybe it's my third yoga class ever. And right in front of me is, is, is Eve. Um, I didn't know her from Adam and, or from Eve, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good one. And she's out here. It's a Y7 class um, being instructed by a Y7 instructor. And she's out here just absolutely kicking ass. And I felt so badly about myself. Little do I know she's a full on yoga instructor. I think at the time professionally wasn't instructing yoga. I think she was just a soul cycle instructor, but uh, felt good later on when I saw her posting on Instagram uh, with the with the Vulture hashtags and, and realized that, you know, yes, I'm bad at yoga, but there she is clearly very advanced to the point that she's instructing in front of uh, now thousands of people, I'm sure, on Obey. So 
right. small story about her. Was that the same weekend where you were in a hot tub with Dale of The Bachelor? Dale, Dale Moss, that story is aging super well. Dale Moss, Bachelor fame now, um, was also a Michael Vulture influencer and he was the host for the weekend. And so I was in a uh, hot tub with Dale Moss and the founder of Y7, Sarah Ayako. Super crazy. Yeah. Dale Moss. I've met him multiple times. He seems like a pretty cool guy. I don't really know what the deal is with him and Claire, but uh, yeah, I've met, I've met a bachelor nation person. Yeah. Bachelorette winner. Bachelorette uh, winner. That's a really good two truths and a lie piece. I agree. Yeah. We have to keep okay. that in mind. Well, we wish Dale and Claire the best. They're together at the moment. Maybe. Maybe. Question. Hard to follow. I encourage everyone if you're if you're looking for some fitness. I think Eve actually has like a month free if you go on her Instagram. So I'll plug her a little more. It's, She's also uh, very into Jewish holidays. You can do a Hanukkah flow. You can I, do yeah. a Passover flow, and it doesn't make a ton of sense, but don't question it. It's just fun, and she wears um, color appropriate workout sets. Blue Amazing. for Hanukkah, for example. It's a good time. I'm gonna jump right into what I'm bringing to the table, and and. I don't know if I thought of this before after I saw your notes, but what I'm bringing to the table is the Whoop Band. For those that don't know, Whoop, there it is. Well, that's exactly right. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> my, my my group text of my buddies who all have oops, all have whoops. The uh, the group text is called "There it is." So Whoop, there it is. Um, what Whoop is for those who don't know is a fitness band that basically tracks your heart rate and allows you to understand. Uh, how hard you're working when you're working out, how well you're sleeping, et cetera, if you're recovered and ready for a hard workout or if you should take it easy on any given day. And tracking my sleep is actually the biggest game changer for me. It allows me to you know, prioritize sleep and know that know when I'm not at my best and, and when I should take it easy on a workout. And um, I was a little bit hesitant because I already had an Apple Watch, but at the moment, um, I'm a bionic man. I have an Apple Watch on one wrist and a loop <laughs> on the other. I, think I'm gonna be hard pressed to give up the whoop. So I might give up the Apple watch. I'm not sure or I'll just continue to rock both through the winter. It wasn't a problem because I had sleeves covering my wrist most of the time in the Chicago cold, but we'll see which one wins out or if I if I continue uh, mm -hmm. my, my double wrist, but it's been it's been really awesome to track sleep and track workouts. And uh, one thing I can definitely tell you is that the Peloton is a kick ass workout and <laughs> I 2030 minutes I really build up what whoop called strain basically how hard you're working and uh hmm. highly recommend the peloton too i guess that'll be the secondary thing i'm bringing to the table but um that one's a little a little less new for us well for our, for our dad listening uh we can't go a family dinner without discussing the peloton at this discuss, point so. dad loves True. to discuss which rides you did were you able did to you, keep up with the uh with the choreography and <laughs> did you get and a pr the, did you get a pr did you did get, you a, get shout a shout out, out? <laughs> jinx um no shout outs for me yet, but, um, should, yeah. Should we plug his, uh, Peloton? No, his Peloton name? no, <laughs> because that's going to embarrass us. Frankly, yeah. he changes It'll it. He changes me. it all the time. I feel like he has like secondary burner accounts also so that he can do rides and still make, give himself a good chance to get a shout out <laughs> on his hundredth or 150th or whatever it is. So that it, it's not that big a deal. If Alex Toussaint shouts you out, if Emma Lovewell shouts you out, it's not going to change the world. Just keep doing your rides and, and keep kicking butt on the Peloton. Okay. You are going to get in trouble for that. But um, 
have fun. Um, no. What are you bringing to the table, Kate? This is what I'm bringing to the table. Shifting gears from the fitness focus, I am bringing Airbnb Lux to the table. I know a lot of people have a Zillow habit, um, have a street easy habit. I don't know what it is about Airbnb Lux, but this is the platform for me. Um, it is my new favorite thing to do as of last night. And um, in the vein of reintroducing ourselves, I'm a senior at Northwestern. I'm currently in Zoom school. And while I would like to say that I give class 100% of my focus all the time, it is a little nice to have just that separate window of something that's not too distracting to kind of balance out um, monotonous lectures. So I am suggesting Airbnb Lux as your new internet escape. Basically, uh, it's Airbnb. It's the rental model we're all familiar with, but these are beautiful houses located anywhere from Malibu to the Hamptons to Bali. Um, the most expensive one I saw was a $10,000 a night house in Malibu. Wow. Uh, yeah, like floor to ceiling marble, beautiful kitchen. And it's beautiful. just really fun to see, especially for an interior design enthusiast like me. It's really fun to see how these houses are decorated. Um, and they're not your typical Airbnbs with other people's crap lying around. They're just rental properties. But I also think it's kind of interesting to see where Airbnb fits in with like a one fine stay type of thing. Um, I don't know, Lorna Matthew, if you've heard of that or like an Inspirado. I think that Airbnb has typically been thought of as a more democratic, accessible option. But there is this luxury component people are looking for, especially now. So. I'm excited Absolutely. to see uh, the new properties that show up on Airbnb Lux. Do you think they're going to update it that frequently? I'll be checking either way. Um, <laughs> who owns who owns these properties? Airbnb owns them or they're just working with high-end luxury homeowners? I think the latter. Um, and I'm sure that these people must rent their properties on other mm. platforms too yeah. because they couldn't possibly like sell out, if you will, on Airbnb. But there were just a lot of there were like 25 properties in Malibu, which I thought was pretty robust for something yeah. that was new to me. So if Ariel Charnas, something maybe, if she wanted to get a house in the Hamptons, this is like, I, I guess to me, this market has always just been like, you have to ha you have to sort of know someone who's like- Exactly. So I guess it's, I guess it does fit with the Airbnb model of democratizing, but it's mm -hmm. just a higher end price point and consumer that it's democratizing it for, I guess. Yeah, I, well, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, what's the longest term stay that someone would try to get out of Airbnb Lux? Like, is it still just a weekend thing? Or, you know, if you go to a destination for the summer, would you consider doing this? I'm not really sure how the math works out. But um, it was really fun to be a looky-loo and see all the beautiful houses. Well, since we already talked about D for our last, uh, what we're bringing to the table for our mom... She doesn't trust a lot of these websites, especially Airbnb. So for her, I think having the vetting of it being in the Lux category does help her out. So true. And there's additional services. I think there's more of a concierge type of person always on call. You can coordinate a driver. You can have them grocery shop for you. So it really is more the Inspirado um, model, but I, I sent it to mom and she was like, love this because I think it's perfect for her. It would make her feel more comfortable. I consider myself so picky about Airbnbs and just some pro tips. 
you should always look at the kitchens and the bathrooms and if they're not in the pictures and if they're not showing you the bathroom floors that is incredibly sketchy I would not stay there no really you can tell how nice it is from the mm -hmm. from how it. updated the bathrooms are and if they're not showing you a picture of something you should not just believe oh I'm sure it's fine you should think about why they're choosing not to photograph it and put it on Airbnb uh, I uh I am a relatively new Airbnb user but I've used it for three different bookings in the last say three months and I've been relatively impressed I I didn't realize they were getting this luxe I thought I thought the high end was a super host right who uh guarantees mm -hmm. a, which guarantees a certain level um I'm not sure with me and my friends where we're going for weekends if we're going to be reaching this luxe level but the super host is a nice uh stamp of approval I've stayed in some very nice Airbnbs that uh, are not at the thousands of dollars a night. Uh, it depends rate. how many people you're bringing, you know? You bring 10 friends. But Alyssa showed me the one you stayed in on your most recent trip. It was, it one of them was a Lux. You stayed in one. I thought it was a super host, but I could be wrong. I think it was a Lux. Thank All right, I'll, I'll check one. back. I'll report back next episode. I think you're the only one of us that has had the full experience. But yes, obviously we've all stayed in an Airbnb. Should we uh, should we move on and, and go into our feature our feature for the for the night? Sure. So or day um, if, if wherever you are. I want to clarify it's an appropriate time to be drinking. It's six fifty eight <laughs> central. It's almost five o'clock for you, Laura. So we'll speak for two minutes and then get into our activity. But um, we thought it would be fun to do a cacti taste test. And if you are unfamiliar. Cacti is a new drink from Travis Scott and Anheuser-Busch that um, Matthew is looking at me, pressure is on to describe this correctly. Um, it's a spiked seltzer, which you may be familiar with in the vein of White Claw, Truly, Bon Viv, but this is agave based, um, which is also the base of tequila. So the agave ferments and creates the spiked seltzer. And what we think is really cool about this has a lot to do with the marketing and PR, but we're also excited to try it for the flavor. We have yeah. three flavors with us, um, pineapple, strawberry, and lime. So we'll all try the same one at the same time and give you our thoughts and intersperse it with some marketing takes. Yeah. Is this the first time we're all trying it? I think yes. so. Okay. So this was in the works when I was still at Anheuser-Busch when I left in July of 2020. And this will be my first time trying it. And I can say there's certainly a lot of hype amongst consumers and there's certainly a lot of hype amongst Anheuser-Busch uh, friends that I still keep in touch with and follow on Instagram. So I'm excited to say I've, uh, I've heard mixed things on tapes. I think everybody's pretty fired up about the launch and how involved Travis Scott is. And we know that he can, he can sell some stuff um, knowing that he's done some great things for Fortnite and McDonald's. And um, I think the brand is already doing super well. So um, should we jump into a taste test? What flavor should we go for? Yeah. Should we start with lime? That seems pretty classic. Sure. Go with lime. Okay. Can we do an ASMR um, uh, pop? I know, right? <laughs> I, like, I don't know if that's going to be... <laughs> if that's going to fly. But that pop was pretty good. Oh, I heard it. Mine was really good, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, Matthew showed me this over winter break when they were first sending out PR packages to the likes of Kendall and Kylie Jenner and kind of their cohort. And um, they did a really cool thing where they sent out 
lab samples basically like the packaging wasn't yeah, ready but it was straight out of the innovation lab yeah but it was cool to be in on it before it was launched ground floor on shelves yeah and they sent this amazing yeti cooler full of all kinds of stuff but i think that kind of changed the way people started to think about sending samples i know that was so recently but already i'm seeing so many other brands be more comfortable sending out those like unfinished packaging um type of samples Matthew and Lauren have already taken first sip, so I'm yeah, curious we will to get you've got to catch up. We will get into tasting notes in a second. The other thing that I think is just pretty amazing and pretty smart by Travis Scott is that, I don't know the name of the song, but he, he dropped a song in like September or October. They started like pre-promoting this in like December, January. And one of the lyrics of the song is cacti ain't no iced tea. And so all <laughs> of a sudden this gibberish line that made no sense in October has real meaning in December and January and even more so when they launched the brand in March. So it's it it has a cult following because it's involved in one of the top pop rap performers uh lyrics. The song is called Franchise. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, there All is right. no doubt for me that this guy knows what he's doing. Like he is a marketing machine with his partnerships, like you mentioned, Maddie, with Fortnite and with McDonald's, where he already even Nike, he he already knows that he can generate the type of buzz. And then he even had, he had a Grammy commercial before the product was even available. And then within the day that it launched this, the product was sold out on site within 12 hours. So that, that demand and that excitement was there. I mean, I, I feel funny, like I picked it up, you know, we're, we're like a month out from the launch. So it seems like, oh, it was very commonplace to get it at my local Ralph's. But I think back a month ago, it, it was, it was very highly, highly sought after. Well, Benny's had to check the back. So if that mm. says anything, okay. people are out local this. college town. Benny's right. is a lime really big tasting, place, but lime okay. tasting notes. What do what do we think? First I'll of all, I pass. like the smell. Like I know that's you know, you know, Granny will tell me like, oh, it smells delicious, baby. Like that. <laughs> I don't know if I can smell it. I want to. The second I opened it, I smelled it. I can smell it. It has a light fragrance. I think for me, you do get some agave notes like it's theoretically yeah. supposed to be tequila inspired i know that's what travis drinks he drinks tequila and so um i definitely taste it is it my favorite seltzer i don't think so but is it solid yeah and it's seven percent so um some other some other news in the hard seltzer space i don't know if you guys saw today white claw just launched white claw surge yeah which is eight percent i think that's going to be I think it's going to be pretty crazy for some consumers. And that's not a joke, right? Drinking one 5% versus one 8%, that'll, that'll knock you back, uh, especially if you're not much of a drinker. So uh, look out for that this summer. I'm, I'm not the biggest White Claw fan. It kind of made my life a hell for a number of years. But I, I do think that there's a consumer that's going to absolutely love that. And there are going to be many surges uh, in drink this summer. I liked this a lot the first few sips I took and now it has this weird like bitter aftertaste. I don't know if that's the lime or the product, but mm. that happens with hard seltzers sometimes. Should we should we move on to the next flavor and you can see if it see if it persists? No, let's compare. Let's compare to see like with a sweeter one. I'm gonna say let's go strawberry. I was gonna say that too. Okay. Okay. Let's see if we can get a pop on my headphones. <laughs> now you have to be quiet while you do it. Did you hear it? I heard Kate's. We're making that was mine. Sprite commercials over here or something. <laughs> um, oh, this one I can really smell. Back to the yeah, song. Wow. 
back to the song franchise, I just want to point out when people heard this line in the song in the fall, I mean, who knows if they even understood it. It it doesn't make a ton of sense, but I just think that's kind of interesting. We're willing to accept these lyrics and rap songs that we don't get at all versus we were talking Mm -hmm. about Taylor Swift last episode, especially now, but I think for the past several albums she's released every line is like well this could be about this person and this could signify that (laughs) and every word is so dissected that no one's just going to say like cacti no iced tea I have no idea what that means but whatever you know I feel like her fans would have caught on um so it's just kind of interesting that they were able to plant this easter egg so long ago and people didn't mind at the time and then they got so excited months later when the pieces came into place I think that's the reality of super poppy rap right where travis scott is making amazing beats and the lyrics fit those beats and it, it, it's exciting to listen to but i'm not sure that everybody understands the lines that they're that they're listening to and i think that's a, a really interesting point that you make and a difference between travis scott and taylor swift Ooh, yeah i wish i had known on like rap genius there were something like what did people say that it was before the launch was announced and then what did people say after you know rap genius or i think that's what it was or i, I think, think it's that's just what genius it's called. now okay genius now but i haven't been on that website in a long time but i used to love that website when i was such a really website. in my peak rap days in the in the early kanye days i distinctly remember you explaining to me what it meant for kanye to get high off his own supply like he made the beats and then rapped. Anyway, I thought I was <laughs> the coolest cat in town. Um, what, do we, what do we think of strawberry? Well, speaking of the smell, it yeah. has a really strong like strawberry candy smell, almost cotton candy-ish. And what's interesting is like that's something that I've done a little bit of innovation work. That's something that like you can really work on. Is like let's work on the like smell, and we want people to be like really. Get an, they want it to be super appetizing. So I definitely agree. The strawberry, strawberry is an easy one to do, really strong smell. I mm-hmm. love strawberry drinks. Um, little secret, prickly pear bon viv was one of my favorite flavors. Um, now it's no longer, but it actually wasn't prickly pear flavoring. It was strawberry flavoring and it was <laughs> fantastic. No way. Yeah. Wow. This episode has a lot of juicy tidbits. Um, yeah. Hopefully I don't get in any trouble. Behind the scenes. This one, I have more of the sour aftertaste than the lime, Cater. You know yeah. what I will say? It's a bitter aftertaste to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, the bubbles are a very nice size. That's important to me. Kind of a Topo Chico style. But like Topo Chico has their own seltzer too now, you know? A lot of, a lot yeah. of competitors. Everybody's got a, oh, actually, everybody's got a seltzer. I tried that over the weekend. It was pretty good. I think this, well, the flavors are different, so it's hard to compare. But I tried a mango topo chico hard seltzer it was pretty good um but mango to me starts to taste like chapstick really quickly um matthew is grimacing uh i feel that way about coconut coconut Mm. can taste like sunscreen totally oh interesting um just to also comment on i know obviously where this is an audio format but the can is like very very appealing to me kind of the matte grayish color and the the height and width of it it's not just like a typical can I mean and the design is very intriguing yeah I like it I poured it into a glass and I'm sad to say that the strawberry one is not pink it's clear they're all they're all no they're all gonna be clear right yeah I don't know they could have made it pink if they wanted to make it pink. you know 
I one seltzer that I am very bullish on an Anheuser-Busch product is the new the newest Michelob Ultra Hard Seltzer, which does have juice. So I presume that that mm. one will be colored. Which and also we can't we can't talk about seltzer without talking about the fact that Spindrift, which definitely will be colored, is now launching their own hard seltzer as well. So I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody's got a, a hard seltzer. One. Everybody's got a hard seltzer, and the game's on. I mean, it's still super super early. It's we're you know. <laughs> If we're maybe seven, eight years into the industry, but the reality is we're coming on summer number five of the industry and nobody really knew about it for the first two. So we'll call it summer number three. 2016 was the first summer, but nobody knew about it till about 2018. And then people said 2019 was the summer of seltzer and 2020 yeah. was COVID. So I think seltzers will be, will be had this summer. There's no doubt. And then the question is who's going to, who's going to be the winner in the seltzer game. I think it'll take a little, take a little while to, uh, Mm-hmm. figure it all out white clock clearly in, in an early lead did we uh go for pineapple you guys ready i haven't opened i didn't it yet. go for it yet I, w- I think they they both have a nice sweetness like obviously the strawberry is sweet but the lime has a nice sweetness too i i, I like the i lime. agree I, I so far i'm a lime fan while you say it's a summer of hard seltzer i think obviously it'll continue to be a summer of hard seltzer but i've been telling anyone who will listen that i think it's the summer of agave based drinks um, okay, this works. Cacti included. Yes, totally cacti included. But I feel like everyone and their mother now has a canned tequila cocktail, has yeah. an agave seltzer, has some sort of sparkling tequila something. Um, Hornitos is a lower brow tequila company, but they just announced that they're making a canned tequila cocktail. And I just think you're going to see this everywhere. Makes sense to me. Well, tequila is the only upper like alcohol. I've always been a tequila girl. <laughs> the more you know, the I more you a, know. It's really an educational podcast. Yeah. I, ha- I definitely nice have seltzer. a, I have a definitive ranking, um, but I want to wait. I want to wait for you guys. Pineapple though, pineapple's tough. No, no, no. That is not it for me. It's a no for, it's a no for you, dog. It's well, very like bitter. It. it really, it tastes like pineapple to me. I think, <sighs> oh, that is such an adverse reaction it's so sweet and then it's so bitter and the flavors don't mesh they just so it's like a one-two punch the thing with the variety pack which this comes in a nine pack three of each flavor right and variety yeah. pack the name of the game with hard seltzers is that when you have winners and losers you just got to hope that not everybody has the same winners and losers and so true amongst your group you can finish everything off like white claw original original four flavors to me there are two winners and there are two losers Black cherry, raspberry, solid. I'm not a white mm-hmm. claw fan, but solid. Lime, grapefruit, terrible. I love so, grapefruit. Lime tastes like counter cleaner to me. Okay, so lime, lime is clearly not getting drank if we bring 12 packs somewhere. But <laughs> you'll drink the grapefruit. I'll drink the black cherry or the raspberry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny with variety packs like that because you got to hope that there isn't just one clear loser that just somebody Lots. who really loves alcohol and stuff drinking. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay. That's well, auto. is anyone really loving this pineapple? I think it's disgusting. I guess the pineapple's the loser. That's funny. Cause I think there was a lot of hype around the pineapple. Like people, people were excited about it. Okay. So how, how do we want to do our rankings? Uh, I'll go last. Kate, do your rank. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Well, pineapple is last and that's easy. Um, I'll still be your friend if you enjoy this. Cause as Matthew said, you need, you know, someone who's enthusiastic about every flavor in the box, but this is not right. a drink for me. It just means you could share a box with that friend. Perfect. Let me know if that's you. Um, then I would have to say, could my favorite be lime? That feels so boring, but I think this is a really unique lime and obviously lime and tequila taste good together. It's like a margarita, but, um, it has a nice sweetness to it. So I think I have to go number one, lime, number two, strawberry, and number 107, pineapple. Nice. (laughs) Tell us what you really think. (laughs) I mean, that is, that is what we want. Um, you know, I agree with you, Kate, and that is not just me being some type of follower. I (laughs) really did enjoy that first sip of the lime and like, didn't know what to expect. But since we have that feeling about the white claw lime, like I had kind of low expectations of what this would be, but I think it does have like a nice sweetness and tanginess at the same time. The other two flavors are just hard. Like, like we've been saying, strawberry and pineapple are hard flavors to, to get right, if you will. And I think strawberry is actually decent. Like I, I, I would drink this strawberry pineapple's fine. It like really tastes like pineapple to me. It's, it's not, I'm not having like the 107 reaction that you did, but I, it's still a third. I will, I will not follow the exact order, but okay. to me, strawberry is number one. I, I, I think strawberry is great. <laughs> I think lime has a bit of that aftertaste that, that you were talking about, Kate. So that's number two for me. And then pineapple, I think is really hard to get right. And so I hope um, all of us have pineapple fans um, in our friend groups and they will mm-hmm. they'll drink our pineapple cacti. But that was fun. And hopefully people are influenced to, to do a taste test along with us. Although if you want to try them, just like slide into my DMs, I'll, I'll give you some of my leftovers. Cause like, let's be honest, I'm not going to drink all these by myself. That's a good way to make friends. If you're in the LA area, uh, <laughs> you could you want some free cacti. You picked up this podcast somehow and you don't <laughs> I still recommend you slide into those DMs. Uh, why the good time. Not? As Matthew said, we were a fan of sliding into DMs because everyone's a normal person. And first of all, it'd be so flattered to hear you're a fan of their work. And second of all, would probably respond. So I mean, I'd be thrilled to know someone listened to this episode. So just sign into my DMs. Very simple. Well, there you have it. This was episode three of The Wolf Den. We hope you enjoyed hearing our take on cacti and that you try it too and let us know what you think. We're on Instagram at The Wolf Den Pod in addition to our personal accounts, which we tag each other on quite frequently. So you can find us there. And until next week, have a good one. See ya. Bye, all.